and Jalen Hurts links the offense onto the field. I've just tried to stay diligent with everything. Stay diligent, be consistent with my preparation, studying, doing what I have to do to, to be prepared to play. It's rolling. He's looking. To the end zone. Touchdown! What a throw and what a catch! Oh. Carrying on that same mentality that I've always had this year. Uh, always being able or being ready to answer the phone when it rains. And it's uh, ringing, so ready to answer. Blitz is coming. Hurts sees it, gets rid of it. It's caught for the touchdown! Well, good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, whatever time of the day it is you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Hello, everyone. What's happening? Spring, I almost said spring training. I'm in baseball mode. I watched a lot of baseball over the weekend. Training camps. NFL training camps open up this week. Some have actually opened up, I think, today, even. Um... But most of them open up on uh, Tuesday, and I believe the uh, Eagles' first practice, quote-unquote, is Thursday this week. But uh, nevertheless, we're finally here with some NFL football. The Eagles' 2023 season is officially, as in officially being on the field, underway this week. Finally, it is such a long wait, it seems. And, and the Eagles obviously played in the last game of the season, being the Super Bowl, and it still seemed like forever to get to this point. Think about those teams that the season ended a month earlier. Um, and hopefully the Eagles will get back to the Super Bowl again this year. But the road to the Super Bowl, where the... Metal hits the grindstone. I don't know. if that, Is that the right term? I don't even know. Maybe I made that up. If it is, I have copyright on it. Where the road rubber meets the road. <laughs> I think that one's a little bit more appropriate. Uh, anyway, bottom line is it all starts this week uh, at the NovaCare Complex. So um, finally, you're going to get me a lot more material to work with here. Uh, but thank you all for, especially those that uh, hung in there with me during the off season. And I know I didn't do as many episodes, but you know, you kind of, I'd rather just, you know, do less episodes and try to just do filler episodes and just talk about stuff that may not necessarily be, um, I don't know, as interesting. I don't, I didn't want to be like pushing for material and and, uh, you know, I didn't want to waste my time or your time, more importantly, as an audience. So um, every one of those episodes that I did in the off season, um, you know, I made sure that hopefully you would agree that, uh, you know, I brought something to the table and kind of caught caught up, up on things, recapped some things, kept you up to date on uh, Eagles news, et cetera. And that's what this program is all about. So uh, if any new new listeners out there, uh, welcome. Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. This is... Uh, going to be my third season so we're just over two years now we're heading into my third year uh on this podcast so uh thank you very much for joining make sure you hit that subscribe or follow and rate the program all of those things really help the podcast i really want to reach more eagle fans uh this year it's it's been difficult i've been trying to use social media to kind of uh um promo this show because i really don't i kind of just rely on you guys 
uh, as audience members to, you know, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your Eagle fan friends, um, you know, even your friends that uh, might be Cowboy or Giants fans or uh, Commander fans, um, because I do obviously discuss the NFC East quite a bit as well and the NFL in general. But, you know, obviously the focus is on our beloved Philadelphia Eagles. You can uh, communicate with the show through our email. You can email us at the show at P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. Again, that's P-E-T-W-G at, um, sorry, P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. I always forget that P because actually when I did set up the uh, email address for the show, I uh, didn't, I don't think, I either mistakenly put that last P in there or I... They added it in there as I was creating it. I don't know what happened there, but it wasn't really supposed to have that that last P in there. But it's important because you don't put that in there. It ain't going to get to the show. So, uh, again, P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts on the Eagles season, on training camp. you have any questions that you want answered on the podcast, um, things of that nature, just uh, let me know. All right? But, again, the most important thing, really, if you take two seconds and follow share, um, and rate the podcast. That would be super, super helpful. All right, enough of that. So let's get into what the uh, topic of conversation will be for this uh, training camp, I guess, uh, special. Um, and some of the things that I will be looking for uh, in particular in this camp. And I think, I think most Eagle fans will probably share in what I'm about to say. So I don't think any of it might be necessarily news breaking, but there could be um, some things that you may learn as far as some of these battles that are going to be taking place at key positions. Um, and, you know, areas where I really think will be key as far as the development of this team and our chances of getting back uh, to the Super Bowl, um, which is going to be really super important um, for the Eagles, especially on a year where everyone's going to, you know, they're going to have the target on the back. They are the defending NFC champions. And uh, they're going to have the toughest. They do. Not only did I say they would, but they actually do uh, have the most difficult schedule in the NFL. So the road back is going to be far more difficult. You know, there's a lot of changes here, too. And, uh, you know, the two biggest changes. And I, I think perhaps maybe even more important than some of these training camp battles, uh, as far as the players are concerned, will be how quickly the Eagles are able to adapt and adjust to two new coaches um, heading up the offense and the defense. I don't know, and I mentioned this on my last podcast, and I, I didn't look it up, so sorry. <laughs> I didn't have time to do that. Um, but uh, I have to do that maybe by the next podcast and try to see if there has been any other team that uh, is gone into the season with the same head coach but lost both their – Offense and defensive coordinator. And then I'd be curious if the, there was another team that that happened to, uh, how they did, how they performed. Because that's kind of like the, uh, to me, the unknown. And that's the, might be the most important variable as to how this team does this year. You know, if both of those teams, you know, aren't successful implementing their new schemes and defenses and offense and or the team just doesn't, you know, pick it up and, and, or it's just not as effective. 
there's there's all these things or it could be you know, who knows i mean obviously it could be better even i'm not just trying to say it you know it's automatically going to be a negative maybe to be a positive that's also possible it could actually be better um but it's it's an unknown and it, it is also a very important aspect of this offense and the defense as far as how these teams may or may not perform um you know offensively and defensively this year so i think that is going to be kind of like the underlying uh, element uh, outside of all of these little little battles I'm about to talk about uh, here. So I think I don't want to, you know, I don't want to understate um, the importance of those type of changes at all because I think they're going to be super, super important. All right. So now. So what, what are the training camp battles that I foresee? Um, give me one second here as I shift gears. All right. way I look at it is most, most of the training camp battles that we'll be focusing on will be on the defensive side of the ball. And that, again, is going to be that's probably like stating the obvious to most of us. I understand that. But uh, I guess this is just my me conf- confirming that if you believe that, that is the case. There's no doubt that the defense has got a lot more question marks heading into this season and this training camp than the offense. And we're going to talk about each one of those. For offensively, maybe I'll just start with them because there's not as many questions. So maybe I'll just go through offense first. Um, there's really just three spots where – there's, um, you know, some tra- actual training camp battles, and maybe you want to use the word question marks. Um, although I think that, you know, a couple of positions are pretty much set, but, uh, you know, there could be some surprises, I guess. Um, there's always an opportunity for that in training camp where, you know, a player or two stands out. But um, so we'll start with the offense, and obviously the main uh, position battle will be at right guard where there's really four people that will be fighting for that, for that role. Um, you have Driscoll, who's a guy that is, you know, basically our Mr. Versatility. He can play almost anywhere on the entire uh, offensive line, but he's also had starting experience at the guard position. So uh, I don't think you can rule him out as far as a potential starter in that position. You have Cam Jurgens, the uh, I think he was a second round pick last season, um, who is really targeted uh, to be Jason Kelsey's replacement once Jason uh, hangs it up. Which, as I've stated, I believe this will be Jason Kelsey's last year. I don't have, you know, an inside scoop on that. That's just my opinion. I do think that uh, uh, we should all really um, appreciate. Uh, not that we don't. But I think for this season especially, uh, I think this will be the last time uh, this year and this season that we'll see uh, Jason Kelly Kelsey as a uh, as a Philadelphia Eagle, as I believe he will probably retire at the end of the season. So Cam Jurgens will be next year most likely the starting center. However, this year he is going to be battling for the right guard position. Um, Kind of like Landon Dickinson. Remember, Landon Dickinson was actually drafted to be Kelsey's replacement uh, a couple years ago. And, um, you know, there was an injury to the left guard position, and he ended up going over to left guard 
And that is where he's staying. He's such a good player there. They don't want to mess that left side of the lineup up. So then that's why the Eagles went in and, and uh, dug into the draft again the following year and drafted Jurgens. So, but um, to that point, Jurgens will be, uh, they want to utilize him. The guy is very talented. So when they got an opening at right guard, um, and they're going to try Jurgens there and see if maybe that'll stick with him for at least a season. Uh, we also have Sue Opetta, who has um, been a guy that the Eagles have, you know, signed and released and signed. And <laughs> he's kind of been, you know, the guy that, uh, uh, you know, they, they use for depth and he started sometimes. Uh, he's he's certainly been a backup his entire career. But here's a guy that has some starting experience in the league. I'm sure he'll get a look at right guard. Um, and then the draft picks Tyler Steen, uh, of course, as well, uh, is is being spoken about as a strong candidate as well for that right guard position. So I don't really think uh, Opeta has much of a shot at starting, but I do think that Cam Jurgens and Tyler Steen will probably be the main two guys. And then the sneaky sleeper could potentially be Driscoll. So those are, that's kind of how I see that, uh, that kind of, uh, but, but, but the point is to this whole discussion is that is a um, part of camp that I'll be focused on paying a lot of attention to, to see uh, who will win out and be our starting right guard on what will be another very strong strength of this team. And that is our offensive line. Um, and whoever does fill in that right guard spot, if they're able to do it at a, uh, a very good, you know, perform at a very good level, high level, then this will once again be the best offensive line in the NFL. And I'm sure that's what, you know, Stoughton's expectation is going to be. And let's not understate Stoughton either. I mean, we have the best offensive line coach in the NFL. I don't even think there's a close second, honestly. Um, and we're lucky to have him here. I think everybody agrees. Uh, we know how important Stoughton is. And um, whoever he does plug in there, I have the confidence that it's the right guy and that he's going to do well. So uh, I do expect our offensive line to once again reestablish itself as the number one line in the league, regardless of uh, of who they who they plug in there at, at right guard. Because, again, whoever that person is, has got to beat out some other guys that are talented. And it's also the guy that Stoughton believes can get the job done. And I'm good with that. All right. So what are the other areas of offense? Again, not many. Pretty much everything else is, you know, we know where our quarterback is. We know where our wide receivers are. I mean, there might be a little bit of a battle there for the third spot. I'm not going to dive too deep into that because I do think Quez Watkins will probably be able to um, hold hold through based on what they have in camp right now. But we'll see. That could be an area where there could be a sneaky, you know, guy that uh, that gives Quez a battle, and uh, or the Eagles you know, maybe bring in another guy. Who knows? Um, but uh, as of right now, I think uh, Watkins. Um, we'll, uh, we'll be able to hold off. That's just, you know, prediction of mine. I have, you know, who knows, uh, we'll be watching that a little bit, you know, who that third wide receiver will be. Will somebody push Watkins for that role? But obviously the number one and two are set with, uh, Devante Smith and obviously AJ Brown. So, um, not much to talk about there. Um, the other position is running back. You know, we have a plethora of running backs that the, uh, that Howie's brought in Devante Smith. I'm sorry, uh, Swift rather, um, Penny, Gainwell, Scott, and even Trey Sermon. You know, those are five guys that are all talented. Um, I think the uh, number one will be up to, I mean, you know, I don't know if I would just, and here's a guy that Gainwell, I haven't really given a lot of credit 
uh, too. You know, when I have had Matt on the program, uh, you'll recall that he, you know, was higher on Gainwell than Sanders last year. He was he predicted that Gainwell would actually have more rushing yards. I, I didn't think that was possible, but the point is that I, not that I didn't disrespect Gainwell, but I never thought I would ever that he would ever be a number one running back. But I definitely think that he, and I really kind of still don't think he's a number one, but. He, he does run very well for his size. He's kind of an undersized running back, but he r- plays physical enough. And, you know, he does break tackles. And he's also got, you know, some some quick um, some quickness. Um, I think he reads holes very well. I think that is his strength. Uh, and he may have even done that better than Sanders in terms of finding the hole and, and getting there. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't foresee him as being the number one because uh, you'd have to beat out guys that are more established than him as starters being Swift and Penny. But Gainwell um, might be kind of like the, uh, you know, the guy to keep your eye on. But Swift and Penny more than likely will be the, the number one. Maybe there won't even be a true number one. And it'll just be Swift and Penny kind of altering uh, on first and second downs, and then Gainwell you know, is a third down back, which he's you know been accustomed to. Maybe he even gets some first and second down plays as well. Who knows? Could be a mix of all three. And then, of course, I think that you'll have Boston Scott kind of play his typical role. Um, the Eagles give him a give him a pay raise to keep him, and I think that's smart because number one, you know, until they put him in his kick return last year, we didn't have nobody kicking. You know, he's got that ability as well, which I think is important. And also, you need him to play a couple times a year for the Giants, which guarantees at least one touchdown a game. So that's that's always you know important. And um, you know, and Boston Scott's just a good all around guy. I think he's uh, he's versatile. He can catch the ball in the outfield. He can run it when he needs to. When he, you know, if you need a you know, if, if you need him to come and spot some guys, um, he knows the offense well. So um, you know, he can't really do wrong by Boston Scott. And then Trey Sermon, the guy that's been on the practice squad. I think he had two carries last year. It was that game I was actually at. I think it was a Jacksonville game. Uh, he had two carries in that game and ran for like 13, 15 yards or something like that. So, you know, only two carries, but, you know, you look good on those two carries. Uh, and he was a former uh, high draft pick for the 49ers. So, I mean, at one, you know, multiple organizations now have seen this guy and. Uh, believe he's got some skills. So, I, you know, we'll see. They're not going to carry five running backs. So, you know, one of those guys will not be uh, will not be on the uh, 53. But uh, that's just another position on the offense that uh, will be an interesting watch. Plus, you know, there's two brand new guys, brand new Eagles. You know, we'll be able to see Swift in an Eagle uniform and Penny in an, Eagle, in an Eagles uniform too. So that should be, uh, should be a cool uh, – Fun. It should be fun. It should be fun to see how that all pans out. And the, maybe the last little bit of a battle would be who's going to be a third quarterback. And, um, you know, Mariota's behind Hertz. And, you know, you still have Ian Book here and the draft pick out of Stanford, uh, Tanner McKee. Um, you know, perhaps this could be Ian Book's um, last camp with the Eagles if he's beaten out. Obviously, they drafted another quarterback. So, uh, we'll see, you know, who wins that battle uh, with the third quarterback spot. And, um, you know, and, and there'll be a backup tight end battle as well to see kind of how that goes. But we'll we'll, we'll kind of, I don't, again, this is kind of getting in the lower tier of the training camp battles. Um, 
but uh, you know, we'll see how that goes as well. So that's really it for the offense. Not much to really talk about. The right guard position, running back, is kind of how that's going to sort itself out. And um, you know, back up uh, to Jalen Hurts. I should say back up to the backup because Mariota will be his backup. All right, now let's shift gears to the defense, and this is where the bulk of the interest will be and how, especially at two positions, um, actually you can actually make the argument three positions uh, will kind of uh, will break that down here. The three positions will be the linebacker position, Clearly, there's a lot of changes being made there, led by N'Kobe Dean finally getting his opportunity to start. Uh, the safety position, major changes there. No more C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, so we'll see how that – we're going to talk about that momentarily. And uh, the defensive line has had a major shakeup too. You know, Hargrave is gone. We need we have some guys that are going to have to step in and uh, – and a defensive line in general, uh, it's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of uh, experience. However, there's also some aging experience. So, you know, what we will also be keeping an eye on is guys like Cox and Graham, and seeing how much they have left in the tank. Because at some point, you know, it's gonna Father Time is gonna catch up to these guys. And uh, you know, Cox came on. I thought he had a better. 2023 season than he had a 2022 season. So he actually took a step forward last year. Uh, granted, he's not the Fletcher Cox of, you know, in his prime, you know, where he was completely dominating. Um, that Fletcher Cox, we can't expect to ever see again. Um, but uh, he did, you know, play better last year. Uh, and, you know, Brandon Graham, he benefited from not being a full-time starter last year and just coming in uh, and being kind of like just a uh, rotational player and uh, got double digits and sacks for the first time in his career. So, and I do think that that's how they'll have to utilize him this year as well. So um, obviously that's where he uh, excelled. And I think they were able to squeeze the most out of, out of, uh, out of Brandon Graham. So, uh, but again, they're both a year older, well into their 30s, and they both have a lot of mileage on them, especially Cox. Um, so those two will, will be, you know, those are going to be interesting to see if they've lost a step uh, or if they have remained uh, in the uh, playing shape that they, uh, that they were in last season. All right, so what else on the defense? Well, I talked about it during the last podcast, right? I said that the probably the two most important players, I, I really just said the most important player, and I talked a lot about Jordan Davis. So there's not going to be a surprise to you guys that uh, he is also going to be a major focus of this podcast and discussion because I really think that overall, like for the entire team, the two most important players as far as the, their development and their execution of the defense and how well they play and how well they're able to be integrated um, in a more full-time basis, especially Dean, who didn't play hardly at all last season at linebacker, uh, I think is going to be a huge determination. 
as far as how good this defense is and thus how good this Eagles team will be. And again, those two guys are Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle, and the Kobe Dean. Now, Davis's main role is going to be to just clog the middle, to you know push back uh, that uh, quarterback pocket, you know, so that you can allow the defensive ends to get to the quarterback and not let them step up and feel comfortable in there. I mean, that is going to be Davis's job. Not necessarily get a bunch of sacks. I don't see Davis as a guy that's going to get you know. I'd be shocked if he gets over five sacks. If he does that, that's even, you know, that would exceed my expectations. I see him getting three or four sacks and being being effective against the run, especially uh, to clog that run those running lanes and to get the push into the pocket. You know, that is what, you know, we drafted Jordan Davis to do. Um, and the other key, and I mentioned this again last podcast, is even in college, he wasn't a full-time player. So his endurance uh, is going to be interesting as well to monitor that. Um, now, fortunately, the Eagles do have enough depth, I believe, at the defensive tackle where they'll be able to spot him during the game. It's not like he needs to, you know, be a you know four-down player, three-down player, I should say. You know, they'll they'll give him some breathers. Uh, they do have guys like, um, uh, you know, Street that they brought in from uh, San Francisco. They got Milton Williams, who uh, I really think is like the unsung hero of this defensive line right now. That guy's every he just seems to always make an impact on the game whenever he's in there. And I do think he'll get more playing time this year with Hargrave out, you know, to spell guys like Cox again, who's a year older, and um, obviously. Jordan Davis, who is not even used to playing as many snaps as, as the Eagles are probably going to put on this year. So he's got to get his conditioning in place and uh, and obviously be effective in there. You know, can't just conditioning is one thing, but he, you know, when he's in there, he's also got to be impactful. I mean, that's the pressure is going to be on him. I mean, he's really got a big bullseye as far as I'm concerned, because I think his his position is of super importance. Uh, they invested a lot in this guy, took him in the first-round draft pick, and they need him to be um, the force that uh, we, we drafted him as. Um, already talked about Cox. I mean, really, we just need him to do what he what he does, right? If he plays as well as he did the last year, I'd be, I'd be happy. I don't know if I can expect him to even improve, you know, as he gets older and, you know, have a better year than he had last year. I mean, that'd be great. Um, but I just – I would take the Fletcher Cox that played last year. You know, he can't expect to be – you know, to still have the Fletcher Cox of when he was in his 20s and making Pro Bowls every year. You know, that player is no longer here with us, um, uh, you know, in terms of that uh, ability. But he is still can be an effective player, still get the pass rush, and still clog the run. Now, when I'm saying clog the run, it's important for, like, Jordan Davis to do that, much like he did in Georgia. What he did in Georgia was allow, uh, because he would uh, – you know, be at the point of attack in the running game and allow the linebackers to then tackle, make the tackles and, and, and run support. That's what Jordan Davis needs to do. Clog those lanes, those running lanes, and allow the linebackers to come in and, and help uh, bring the bring the runner down. Um, that's the key, as well as the uh, collapse in the pocket, you know, getting that push up the middle. Again, not necessarily a sack. I don't expect them to be, you know, Hargrave and get 10 sacks. That's not Jordan Davis's game. He's going to be the guy that's going to 
get the push, clog down those running lanes, and that is the guy that we need. He's not going to be a big stat sheet guy. You know, he's going to be more of a role player that's going to allow this defense to really thrive. That is what Jordan Davis is going to do, and that's what we need him to do to be effective. Now, Nicobe Dean. I love Nicobe Dean. I've talked highly of him since we drafted him. I love his intangibles. I think he's a leader. He's a lot like Hertz. He really is a guy that's a lot like Hertz. He's very smart. He's a leader. He's got all those type of intangibles. But he's got to take the steps like Hertz did and become a player now and learn and get better and have the drive to be the best out there. That That's what we need to see out of the Kobe Dean. And then he's got to just do it on the field. You know, he needs to be the leader on the field. He needs to be a great tackler in the field. He needs to cover well, rush the quarterback, whatever. He's got to be the guy. And um, so to that point, a major focus of this training camp for sure is the play of N'Kobe Dean and how he adjusts to being now a full-time starter um, on this defense in a key, you know, role and on linebacker linebackers, you know, the Eagles don't pay this position. It's another one that they kind of like running back. They just don't put money into it. Um, so a lot of changes and we got uh, other guys that are going to be now who's going to be working alongside Dean, right? Um, there's guys like Christian Ellis who played really well in special teams and he plays well whenever he comes in, um, you know, replacing somebody with an injury. He always seems to be like a guy around the ball and making plays. So I'm very interested in Christian Ellis. I, I think that he's got a shot. I'll make this prediction. I think that Christian Ellis has a chance to be starting opposite of Nicobe Dean on this defense. I would not. Uh, rule that out by any stretch. Obviously, you got guys like Hassan Riddick, who's more, you know, he's an, out, he's an outside pass rushing guy, more like an edge rusher, but he's still considered a linebacker in this defense. So clearly he's starting uh, with Dean. And then you have Nolan Smith as well. Uh, obviously, our uh, other first round draft pick in this past uh, is going to get a lot of uh, playing time as well, I think, right off the bat. Um, now, how much is a lot? I mean, I, I think you'll be a rotational guy. I don't think he's going to be a three-down starter. Um, but I do think it's possible that you may have, like, Nolan Smith and Christian Ellis sort of sharing that third uh, linebacker spot. Um, and then you got Damian Taylor. I mean, that guy is still on the team. He has shown flashes, although not much last year. Um, but – it's just been so difficult for him to get established because he's always injured and it happened again last year. He got hurt, but Davion Taylor still, you know, the Eagles invested a third round pick on this guy and he was a project. So this project is now over, you know, he's now his fourth year on the Eagles. They need to see something or he's going to be cut. There's no doubt about it. I don't think he'll be a practice squad. Although I guess you can never rule out him being a practice squad player, but, um, his chances of, of the, making a team each year just gets lower. So uh, if I'm Dave, Damian Taylor, I'm going to take this camp extremely seriously and do everything I can to try to make the team. And we'll see. I mean, he's got – he's showing ability. He's very fast. He's a good tackler. Um, he just is – he's overrun plays, and he's. I think it's more of a mental thing with him. I mean, I think he's got the physical ability 
to to be a linebacker in the league, but you know you got to have the the smarts, the football smarts, and the uh, aptitude to learn the defense and know where you're supposed to be and those type of things. And um, he's had issues over pursuing and and uh, things of that nature. So that's where I think Davion Taylor needs to improve on. But it's a guy that you know could be a uh, could be someone to keep an eye on. Sean Bradley. Uh, who has always been kind of like a backup linebacker. I've never really seen enough out of Bradley to, to envision him as a starter. Um, he's good on special teams, and I think he's a good depth guy, but I don't see him being on the field much at all, or honestly. I mean, I'd rather have Christian Ellis. I think Ellis has shown more ability uh, than uh, than Sean Bradley has. And you got guys also like Kirion Johnson, who's another basically, he's kind of like a, a tweener guy. He's always been like a kind of a linebacker slash defensive end. Um, really good special teams player. He's uh, the guy that's drafted out of Kansas, but he's the guy that's going to be on the, uh, on the thin line of, you know, this is going to make the team or is going to be cut. So I think it's going to be an important camp for him. Patrick Johnson is another guy who's shown some ability to, to rush the passer and shown some really lateral. I think he, he runs pretty well side to side, uh, Patrick Johnson. He's definitely shown some flashes of, of uh, of being able to potentially start as well, and Nicholas Morrow. He's the other guy. Now you you know I just told you that you know Christian Ellis. I kind of see either him and Nolan Smith. You know, kind of um, rotating as the third linebacker spot. And I haven't even mentioned Nicholas Morrow, who's the Eagles have really brought in to be uh, a starting linebacker. So will Morrow be able to beat out Ellis and Smith? I kind of see Christian Ellis beating out Morrow. And I think obviously going to play Nolan Smith because they invested in him. Could it be a three-man rotation at run, uh, linebacker? That to me sounds like it's too much. You're going to rotate only two guys, not really three. So Nicholas Morrow, I'm going to be watching him for sure. I'm not saying that he's not going to be a starting linebacker in this team. I don't – maybe I shouldn't be projecting, you know, who's going to be starting at the linebacker because I really going to be watching this very, very closely. And I don't want to short Nicholas Morrow. He might very well be the starter um, opposite of N'Kobe Dean and, and, and uh, Hassan Reddick. Um, it's very, very possible. He had his best year last year on the Bears, 120-something tackles. The guy clearly can play. Um, I just really liked what I've seen out of Christian Ellis. I just I just do. I think I kind of am hoping that – I'm kind of rooting, I guess, for Christian Ellis. Maybe he's my – I got a little fanboy – uh, and for this guy, I don't know. I don't know. Either way, whoever does win that position uh, will have earned it, and I will be supporting them uh, 100% clearly. But uh, keep an eye on Christian Ellis. That's what, I guess that's what I'm saying. Uh, maybe Nicholas Morrow's got the edge coming into camp. Probably does, considering Eagles, you know, went out there and he was kind of, they clearly went after him pretty quick and signed him. So, um, Maybe it'll be a Murrow and Smith, and then Ellis will be, you know, a, a special teamer again and and depth. Um, but keep your eye on, on Ellis. I, I really, uh, I kind of like what I've seen from him in, in little short spurts. Um, so, all right, well, that kind of covers the linebacker position. The other position on the defense is safety. Um, no more C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, and... Reed Blankenship, who was a guy that you loved what you saw last year, he came in due to injury and uh, played really well. He really did. Um, and um, 
he caught a lot of eyes. I mean, he had a good camp too. Like people were talking about him on a training camp last year. Like he made the team because of that. I don't think he was ever expected as a seventh round draft pick. I don't remember if he was a seventh round pick or undrafted pick. Um, can't remember, but the point is he was uh, very low in a totem pole uh, opening a camp last year, made plays during camp, made the practice squad, you know, and then they called him up um, during the injury. Uh, and, uh, and he never lost, you know, he played the rest of the year. So um, Blankenship showed the ability to, uh, I mean, I think he's got good field awareness. Uh, he's not the fastest safety in the world, but I think he makes up for that in, Again, reading def- reading the offense, uh, putting himself in good position. He's a good tackler, very good tackler, um, and uh, wasn't really caught off off the spot much last year. So, and, and that's impressive as a rookie. And he should only get better in that aspect of the game. Um, he also, I don't know if you guys caught his uh, his uh, OTA press conference, but he's put on some bulk. Like that dude was been lifting some weights uh, this off season. Uh, so he, he's, uh, he looks a little bigger. Um, and hopefully he kept up his speed. Um, cause he's, again, he's not the fastest guy. So you hope he doesn't get any slower cause he's you know, not really going to be known for his speed, but, uh, I think he bulked up to maybe, um, be a little more physical and, uh, obviously is for so his body's able to take the pounding that that safety position, uh, you know, often, uh, requires. So, um, Blankenship is probably going to be one of the starters. Uh, I I think that's a pretty decent projection there, but there's a lot of, this is going to be an interesting battle because none of them, I think are going to be handed the job. Uh, You have, um, you know, Sidney Brown, who is, I've already mentioned, he is my favorite draft pick from last year's draft. I mean, Jalen Carter, when you get the potentially the best player in a draft goes out saying that he's obviously a great pick and one that I loved, but outside of him, the pick that I really like uh, that the Eagles took last year was Sidney Brown. Um, and I really am looking forward to watching this guy. And I'm going to be rooting for him big time to make the team. I'd love for him to come right in and start. I don't know if he's going to be ready to do that, although it would definitely not surprise me if he wins a position in camp. I just feel, and I don't like to, you know, do these comparisons with Dawkins, but I, and I'm not saying the guy's going to be Dawkins. I always feel like I need to say that. What I mean by that is I think he's a guy that can bring a lot of energy to this team, and he plays the game very physically. And he's got the versatility to do Dawkins' type of plays where he can cover um, and he can hit and deliver and give you that energy uh, on the defense. So there's a lot of intangibles as well as his physical ability that I really like uh, with Sidney Sydney Brown. He was uh, – uh, I really hope he makes the team. I mean, I think he's going to make the team, but, I mean, I really hope he, he becomes a starter. But we'll see. He's going to have to work hard to, to get that. Um, Terrell Edmonds is the uh, former first-round pick of the Steelers. That the uh, disappointing Steeler player, by the way. I've had conversations with my Steeler friends, and they, uh, they're they not missing that guy at all. So, um, well, they don't expect to miss him at all, but he's a guy that, you know, was a first round pick at one time. And maybe the Eagles can get something out of him that the Steelers were not able to. That's what you got to hope for. Um, Kayvon Wallace, this might be his last chance to stay here. Uh, he had, a, he was another guy with high hopes out of Clemson. Um, 
Dawkins had some praise for him when the Eagles drafted him, but he's never really been able to establish himself, certainly not as a starter, and he's only had sporadic, you know, opportunities to to really do much defensively. He's been mainly a special teams guy since he's been drafted. And uh, but I have to say that late in the year last year, he was out there, um, got a little bit more playing time, uh, and uh, especially when CJ was out, and he played pretty well. So, I mean, he has shown some ability. It's not like the guy's a bum, but um, he's got an opening. You know, the safety, the safety role is open for, for, uh, for the, you know, for, for any of these guys to, uh, to capture the starting role. So uh, it is now do or die time, I think, for guys like Kevin Wallace to, uh, to uh, you know, make a name for himself. Otherwise, he could very well be on the cutting block. Uh, by the end of camp. Uh, Justin Evans, another guy that the Eagles brought in, uh, former Saint and Buccaneer, and a guy that's got starting experience uh, coming off a major injury. So we'll see what he can bring. Um, so it's going to be an interesting battle there for for those five guys especially, and just to see who will get the two starting spots. I think that Blankenship has got the inside lane. Uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised if he is one of the two starting safeties. So that means that you got the other four guys battling for that other that other spot. And the guy that I'm really rooting for to be a starter right out of the gate, I know it's asking a lot from a third-round pick, but I think Sidney Brown has got that type of ability to be able to do that. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, all right, so that'll do it for the uh, safety spot. The other positions that I think, not necessarily battles, but just guys I wanted to talk about really quick are, you know, come some of these guys you may have forgotten, you know, like uh, Jamarius Robinson, the defensive end that the Eagles made a late season trade for. Um, never never suited up for the Eagles. Um, as far as I know, I don't think he – maybe maybe he did late. I can't remember now. Maybe he came in for a play or two. Uh, I don't remember, but he really didn't play much at all. After he was traded, he was also, I believe, injured uh, a little bit too. But uh, Janarius Robinson is another guy they kind of keep an eye on. Showed some ability at Florida State, being able to rush the passer. Kind of a big guy. Um, so we'll see if he's going to be able to make an impact. Otherwise, he'll, he'll be cut, I would imagine. Um, so, you know, it's really kind of a do-or-die time for him to uh, remain on the Eagles. And we talked about defensive tackle, you know, Catavia Street that they got from the Saints. Um, to uh, give us some experience and depth at, at the tackle position. Let's say, for example, I don't want to really say this, but let's just say, hypothetically, that Jordan Davis is not a guy that can give you much only because he's gassed all the time. Um, you know, again, he didn't start every down in college, and he was going to be asking him to play more this year. Let's just say, hypothetically, that he's a guy that can, can't give you more than, you know, I don't know, 25 snaps a game, 20 snaps a game, or he just gets gassed. Well, guy like Kateria Street is going to be more important then uh, as a depth guy to go in there and uh, help support that defensive line, along with Milton Williams. We talked about him. Milton's a good guy. I mean, he, Milton can play not only tackle, but he's shown he can play end. He's going to be kind of like the, uh, you know, kind of like the all tricks for the trade type of player, uh, jack of all trades. <laughs> Sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, what the hell am I saying? Trick of the trades? What the hell does that mean? Jack of all trades type player. That's the phrase I was searching for there. Um, 
but that's the type of player Milton Williams is, you know, could play defensive end, could play defensive tackle, and both positions effectively. I mean, he's a guy that's shown that he can get the pass rush as well as stopping the run. He's, he's a really underrated player. I love Milton Williams. Every time I see the guy in the field, I'm expecting something to happen because it's, he just seems to make plays. Uh, and then let's not forget Moro Ojomo, uh, the late pick. I think he was a seventh-round pick out of Texas, a guy that a lot of uh, draft Knicks thought should have went higher, like a fourth round, you know, somewhere around there in the draft. So maybe the Eagles got a little bit of a steal there. Um, so that's going to be a guy to kind of looking at. And obviously Jalen Carter goes without saying. Uh, let's not forget about him. You know, he's he's expected to uh, to be a starter right off the bat. I would think that's that – um, you know, depending on the camp that he has, I mean, hopefully he doesn't have a disappointing camp. I would expect Jalen Carter to get a ton of playing time right off the right off the shoot. Um, you know, next season. Um, and then last and least, I guess we got to talk about it because it is actually going to be a training camp battle. Is the punter situation? Sipos was not impressive last year. His numbers dropped, and um. You know, got banged up late in the season. But um, I expected more out of this guy. Uh, I thought a lot of his punts last year were not a lot of great. Um, so he's going to be challenged in camp. There's a guy, Ty Zettner, Zettner uh, who I think is going to get a serious look. And I kind of see that battle like 50-50. I really think it's going to be a coin flip at the uh, as far as who our punter will be. Obviously, Jake Elliott's a kicker. That, that goes without saying. Don't even spend two seconds on him. Uh, he's one of the best uh, place kickers in the league. Um, but punter's definitely going to be uh, a battle. And let's see if Sipos can hold off this Ty Zentmer guy. Um, I really don't have a f- favorite in that game. You know, if Sipos is able to hold him off, good for him. And I just hope he punts better than he did last year. And if Ty Zentner ends up beating out Sipos, well, Welcome to the Eagles, and, uh, you know, we need you to punt uh, punt well, obviously. Hopefully we're not doing a lot of punting, but uh, but if and when we do, uh, you know, let's let's improve on that because I think that's an area that Sipos struggled in last season. All right, well, you know, I kind of went through. It's a longer podcast than normal. I, mean, I try to keep these um, to a half hour. It's a little bit easier to do that during the offseason. Now they might be pushing 45 minutes. Hopefully that's a good thing for you, right? More content, more information, uh, more Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff. You can't go wrong with that, right? <laughs> I hope I hope you agree with me. Um, but again, uh, I mean, it's it's time to get excited. The season is upon us. It's only about what you know, six weeks away from kickoff. Um, so six or seven weeks, I don't know, something like that. I think it's like second week of September, I believe, is uh, is the opener. So that's cool. Uh, and that'll be here before we know it. You know, it's not going to take, it's not going to take much time. Once camp opens, you know, things will start um, going much quicker because uh, the Eagles news and you get the press conferences and all that. Now what I'll try to do this year, more than I did last year, I'm always trying to kind of enhance the show and, and tweak it here or there to make it a little bit better is I will. Um, and I did, I did a little bit last year in the playoffs is to get some sound bites in the press conferences. So I will, uh, I will try to incorporate that into the show just to kind of give you, um, can you hear it, um, certain things I'm, I'm talking about on the show from the Eagles players and coaches themselves. I'll try to get some sound bites on there for you. So lots of good stuff to look forward to as we uh, move forward on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. As always, 
Thank you again for tuning in. And, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on the birds? Let me know. You got that email address, right? P-E-T-W-G-P at gmail.com. Training camp is upon us. The birds open up this week as we launch the 2023 season. Till next time, take care, everyone, and fly. Eagles fly.